Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Mother by Danzig, and it is also the walkout song from the next guest on the show, Tim Hartung. So Tim was a three-sport star in high school, playing both baseball and football at a high level along with wrestling. Tim ultimately chose to wrestle at the University of Minnesota and became a three-time All-American, finishing third as a sophomore before winning two national titles. He was actually the first Golden Gopher to win back-to-back national titles in 51 years. A crazy stat when you consider the history of the program. So after competing on the senior level, Tim got into coaching with stints at Minnesota, Iowa, and Iowa State. He now currently resides up in Stillwater, Minnesota, and enjoys time with his three kids. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Tim Hartung. You have three kids, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. My oldest is uh, going to be a freshman and I got a, a seventh grader and a sixth grader next year. So nice. we, uh, past L- we just graduated out of elementary school and that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moving forward, man. Yeah. First high schooler. So um, does that mean you'll be, you might be coaching them? No, she's going to just, she's a volleyball. Oh, okay straight volleyball so help her as much as i can but no coaching yeah so what you have two girls and a boy yep my uh oldest is a girl then august is going to be a seventh and my youngest is sixth grade so cool so yeah where you want to begin there tim you tell me man (laughs) it was it was fun to get to uh run into your parents they they were fun they yeah we didn't know a ton of people at that party. So um, yeah. your mom talks a lot, but it was good for us because we didn't have anyone else to really talk to. Dale Crozier was pretty busy and mm-hmm. um, it was fun to hear a lot of the stories and stuff. So it's good. Yeah. You know, they, um, they, they sort of said that to me. They're like, you know, they probably didn't know anybody down here at this retirement party, you know, like, but they were, they were, they were happy you came anyway. Like yeah. I'm sure Dale was too, but yeah, I'm sure the last person they just they thought they were going to see at Dale's retirement was Tim Tim Hart. Yeah, we had a ton of people that were planning on coming. We do yeah. uh we've been doing an NCAA trip for a while now, and Dale's been in on that. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from ten to fifteen to sometimes even seventeen people go, and wow. all have gotten to know Dale pretty pretty well. And at one time early this spring, we had a whole uh, RV full that we were going to take an R, an R. We we take an RV to the Nationals every chance we can. Yeah. My in-laws have a big Winnebago. And we had shit. We had about 12, 13 people that were planning on going. And then at the at the end, they all kind of started bailing out. But Dang. Yeah. How'd you meet Dale? Um, I met Crozier through Zaleski when I was at Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, they were buddies, uh, 
childhood buddies, I believe. And, um, just, just met him and he's just one of those guys, you know, the kind of, um, <laughs> grows on you. It's easy to get easy to, guy to like. And, um, we kind of just stayed friends after, um, after that time. So back Oh, mm-hmm. six, I suppose I met him. Oh, wow. Okay. Or Oh five, maybe. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So growing up, I guess, you know, start when you were a young pup, were you like, was wrestling just something you did or like, when did you start getting into it? Interesting. Uh, we grew up on a dairy farm in okay, yep. Wisconsin in Durand, small little, actually Arkansas, which is right next to Durand. And um, my uncle was a wrestler, my dad. And I mean, nobody in my f- immediate family, um, kind of would say I'm a first generation wrestler, me and my brother were, but my uncle had two boys that were our age. And we, I I think I was in third grade. My brother was in fifth and they stopped by our house one morning. This is no shit, like no practice, nothing. And asked us if we wanted to go to a tournament that they, they went by our house to go to it. And, and we were, we were like, all we wanted to do is get out of chores. So we're like, yes, we'll go. <laughs> we didn't know Jack. Uh, we weighed in and then, it, you know, you get a, <clears throat> whatever it is, hour or two before the tournament starts. And we learned everything that we kind of knew at that moment during that time. And it was just a dinky little tournament too. So yeah. we both were strong kids and we did well. We, I think we both won, which was you know thinking back we thought it was pretty cool at the time but yeah um i'm not sure how many guys were even there but yeah so that <laughs> kind of got us started um we we really didn't know much about it and started doing well went to some practices kind of liked it mm-hmm. but initially it was just to skip out on some chores man <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right like my mom grew up on a dairy farm and i could see that being something that they you know, that she would do. Um, so then how did you get involved in, in wrestling, like going to practice? Like, was your, were your parents for it? Because you probably had chores. So yeah, they, one less they, person. they were for all the opportunities, you know, in a small little dinky area back then it, I don't I'm not even, they're just, you know, s- sports now for my kids, hell they're kindergarten and they're playing flag football and uh, T-ball and I, I don't remember many opportunities in sports until, you know, almost middle school. Right. Outside of just pickup games. My dad was in a softball league. So we go fly after some balls and try to catch a foul ball here and there, but um, it just was way different. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, even, even if you just talk wrestling, I can remember we went to like three tournaments a year and our season for, four or five years getting into it literally was like six weeks, you know, now it's like six months. Heck most, some guys are going 12 months a year, which is crazy, but you know, it's just a lot different from, uh, from back then. But we, we both, you know, I think growing up in such a small town too, man, it was tough to, to have enough guys to even play team sports. I mean, we were, Uh, Mm -hmm. we're, our little town's less than 2000 and it just 
didn't seem like you ever had everybody. It's more rural. So it wasn't like you lived next to very many people. So wrestling seemed easier to, to do kind of more on your own without having to count on 11 other people or something. So yeah, towards it. Yeah, no, I, I feel that, you know, living in, we lived in town, but our, I think Monona is 1500 maybe. So, you know, similar size. I I like that area for that reason. It really reminds me of, uh, you know, kind of the type of city that or town village sometimes. Right. I mean, so to get together, you you would almost need like 10 people just to play a sport, you know, five on five, you know, um, but growing up, you were also pretty good at football and baseball. Yeah, I, I played those were my three sports. Yep. Baseball, so what, football, wrestling. Yeah. What made you stick out wrestling the most? I mean, you were you were damn good at both. Yeah. Three. I, I was. Um, yeah, I, I did well. But, you know, it's always it's always interesting to gauge. Um, being from such a small town, it's just different. Like I, I, I coach now and live in Stillwater and you're talking six, 700 kids, a class. So competing and getting to play in, in, uh, you know, sports, like most of our football players, most of them, um, only play as seniors. I mean, that's just, it, you just don't, you know, I was, I was three years in football, three, four years in baseball in a, in a city like we live in now up here. Um, with so many kids, it just doesn't really work like that. So it's just a unbelievably different scenario. My kids ask me all the time about what, what I was, how I did it or what I was, how, what I did and how I did. And I just said, man, it, it's like comparing, you, you can't even compare it. You know, yeah. there's just so many, so many more kids right now where we're, where we're living. Um, but that being said, you know, one of the things I always remember is just being super driven to be the best at everything I was doing. And the majority of the kids that I was around or that were in my class, so to speak, or even in my entire high school, I mean, we had about, I think we had 313 kids in our high school. Mm -hmm. You're talking 80, 80 kids a class or whatever. So I can just remember always being frustrated with, the level of commitment or drive or motivation, whatever words, um, by most of the kids or people around me. And it just, it was, I was always like, God, it sucks that few, very few of my teammates really have a drive to do very well. Mm-hmm. So in wrestling, you could kind of take that individual part of that sport. Yeah. And run with it. And that's always what I, I, as I think back and and I can remember at the time, just loving that part that I didn't have to count on everybody else. Cause that was always pissing me off, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, why were you so driven? I don't know. I'm I'm not sure, but it, it, it has its faults, man. I, I tell you, my, my kids are all pretty driven and, and they, you know, to a fault sometimes, but I, I, um, I have been known to be kind of a sore loser or too competitive or, or, you know, just, just get my priorities a little bit mixed up too. So I, I, I'm not real sure. I'm, I, I really don't know why that's where kind of how I was made in my, the way my brain worked, but, um, yeah, it's, it's still in there. I can tell you, I, I try to manage it and 
my wife has done wonders for me and <laughs> helping me understand and helping me realize in certain situations that, you know, it's not the most important thing, but, um, yeah, that can be, that can be hard. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, to make it seem like it's not the most important thing, you know, especially when you put as much time and effort in as, as, as you do. Yeah. And you know what, it all has, it all has its, um, it's time and place. I mean, when you're in college and and that's really all your, even in high school, college, when that's all your, your, your energy and focus is, is for and towards, I think it has its place and, you know, mm-hmm. you, you maximize whatever you can, but as you start getting to be a dad and now you're, you're worried you're, you're you know you're just doing all these different things to, for different reasons um you know i do a lot of coaching so i struggle all the time we just lost tonight i hate losing i still mm-hmm. i just don't like it um but you do have to realize that it's not about you anymore it's <laughs> very hard to do and some people don't do very well at it but you know so it's it's a it's learn all learning stuff right Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how'd you do in high school wrestling? You know, um, I did good. I, I was a, um, in Wisconsin, you can't compete until ninth grade, mm-hmm. which is different in Minnesota here. But, um, I remember I was going into wrestling with the varsity or with the high school guys. Um, gosh, I think I was only a fifth grader just cause my brother was in height was in the program and I, and there just wasn't a lot of opportunities. And I really wanted to, to, I, I, I did well enough and I was big enough that I could go in and wrestle with some of the smaller guys. Um, so just, just kind of plugged along by the time I started as a freshman. Um, I don't remember how many, what my record would have been, but I was, um, as I think back, I mean, again, it's, it's pretty different now. Right. Right. There's kids that, that are in our program here in Stillwater and all over the state of Minnesota and all over the country that have things, uh, have different wrestling clubs. I mean, they're all over the place up here. We have pinnacle, we have men elite. Um, you can train and try to get better and work on your skills pretty much year round. Right. Even back in high school, I can remember. And, and I, I did three sports, so it was, right. you know, every every season you move on to the next to the next but i mean until i got to college i was wrestling three months a year and that's it no kidding um i tried junior nationals which was just foreign to me freestyle in general i mean i i i got killed in freestyle the first few years i i was kind of competing in college when you did university nationals all that i just it took me a while to figure it out but um, I just didn't, didn't do it three, three months, just the season. That was it. Um, but I ended up, uh, placing at the state tournament a couple of times. I, uh, I won a state title as a senior. Um, so not, not great, but, but good enough, especially with the time that I was, that I had put in then, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, in hindsight, when I got to college, I was quite a bit behind most guys wasn't highly recruited or anything like that, but I also don't think I, my ceiling was so high because I just didn't have, I, I hadn't been pushed or coached or, you know, I just, I had so much to learn. So once I got to the university of Minnesota, 
and it started to be a pretty much a 12 month uh, round the clock thing. Um, there was a lot of improvements to be made and, um, you know, it was a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you end up at Minnesota? You know, you just said you were highly recruited. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up in, um, in Durand, Wisconsin, which is only about an hour and 10 minutes from Minneapolis. Oh, really? Um, but I grew up a Badger fan the whole, my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wrote, I wrote some journaling back when I was in high school that I wanted to wrestle for Wisconsin. And, and I, because, you know, just, just growing up in the state, that's kind of what you thought about, or yeah. at least, um, and then my senior year in 1994 that, and I, I had went to a few Wisconsin camps with, uh, Andy Ryan. Um, he was the head coach then. And I, he, he got into some sort of recruiting issue, um, lost his job. Well, that was the first year Barry Davis took over. Okay. And then I, yeah. I can remember that they had a few um, scholarship reductions based on something that I, I don't re- remember what the recruiting stuff was, but mm-hmm. so they were, they didn't have a lot of money to offer and Minnesota had a little bit. And at that time, Minnesota was, not a powerhouse yet, but they were up and coming and they had a whole bunch of, and it was, it was, you know, Madison was three hours from where I grew up and Minneapolis or Minnesota was just a, a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. I can remember my mom was, um, I, I, I was, I, I really wanted to go to Wisconsin and the, the offer was just a walk on offer. Right. But I still knew I could go there. Minnesota's offer wasn't, you know, very, very good either with reciprocity, it was pretty much equal, mm-hmm. uh, but it just, it just was a better fit. Yeah. Did you look anywhere else? Really? I, I almost, um, I, I went on a couple other trips. Yeah. I can remember I went out to the university of Virginia, which was probably more for the trip than anything. Cause I, <laughs> I was, you know, small town kid. I didn't, I didn't yeah. plan on going a far, long ways away, but, mm-hmm. um, when um yeah that the, the trip to virginia was crazy man really? I, yeah we went to this huge horse racing thing um it was i don't know it's it was prestigious out there i didn't know nothing about horse <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was a party like crazy and there was this big fight that happened between a whole bunch of athletes some of them were wrestlers and then mm-hmm. uh some fraternity sorority type uh, yeah. people and they had, I can remember they had these stakes that they put in the ground for campers or sites where you had to pay money to park in front of it, basically. And as the fight broke out, um, they were pulling these stakes out of the ground and hitting people with them, man. And I'm talking, Ooh, hitting them. yeah, it was, it was ugly. There was some blood. I mean, blood everywhere. It was crazy, crazy. But, um, what I almost did, and and this, I, it's it's interesting how you think back on decisions that you make. I almost went to St. Cloud State, ah, yeah, uh, which was D two at the time, um, to play football and wrestle. Wow, that was intriguing at the yeah. time. You know, I don't I don't regret the decision that I made, but mm-hmm. it would be fun to go back and try football and just see how that would have went. I love the sport, you know. It's I still, I still enjoy watching it and coaching it, but, um, yeah, 
but coming out of high school, I was only 160 pounds. So I just probably oh, really? wasn't big enough at the time anyway. And, um, but yeah, it would have been interesting to see how that would have been and how, how well I may have, or could have tried to do. Yeah. And was St. Cloud state were were they, uh, were they the pretty dang good at wrestling like they are today? No, no, I, I, I don't, I think they were, yeah, they were, I think me mid barrel at best. Okay. Yeah. They've, they've come a long ways. Yeah. Definitely not the tradition that they have now. Yeah. So then why In did fact, the coach back then was both the football and wrestling coach. No kidding. And it tells wow. you, you no. Know, yeah. 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 That kind of explains it a little bit. Yep. Um, th- then what made you choose Minnesota? I did. I did really, this is kind of what, what sealed it for me at the end of my senior season. I went to the high school nationals out in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. did really well. Uh, I think I ended up third. I didn't win the tournament, but I beat, I beat uh, several kids that had already signed at other universities and just had a good, and it just felt like that was what I was, you know, where, where I could have the most success. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just kind of turned the tide for me. Um, made me think that that's something that um, I wanted to pursue and the rest is kind of history, I guess. Yeah. When did you start making, start feeling like you, you were turning a corner. You said you were behind. You know? Yeah. It took a <laughs> while. Man. Depends who you ask probably. Um yeah, I I was definitely not a recruit that you know was counted on per se, or mm-hmm. um, not a blue chip kid or anything. But um, redshirted my first year, and then uh, one of our kind of a break, if you want to call it that. One of our um, pretty good wrestlers at the time, Zach Taylor, uh, tore out his ACL, which mm-hmm. opened up a spot in the lineup. Mm-hmm. for me as a freshman and you know it was a it was a good year I think my freshman year I went 24 and 18 or 21 and 18 which mm-hmm. is way different than now right right college wrestling now man you, you have like 17 matches at the end of the season it's great <laughs> it's way different. yeah yeah but I ended up uh getting almost 40 matches on in the varsity uh in a varsity setting um, kind of just started to develop into a guy that was hard to wrestle, even though I barely was 500. Um, and then the rest of my career, I lost three times. So somewhere between the end of my freshman year and my sophomore year is just when I started to realize that I could compete or that I was good enough to, to be one of the best guys, you know, and, and within my own personality and my own mindset at Minnesota, I was just, you know, it was always bothering me that I wasn't the best guy on the team or I wasn't the best guy on our squad. So it was just a quest that I kind of put forth for myself to become the best. So Mm -hmm. was that like, was that like your goal, you know, was just to be the best, you know, were you looking at like, not not initially, not initially. I mean, it's, it's weird once you start to fit in a little bit and and realize that, Hey, I, I can do this. I can. Then it was definitely to be the best on the, on the team and to lead and be the, 
be be the person that everybody's following. But that took a little while. I, I I've told the story a few times. Um, I remember specific, I, I took some ass whoopings, man, mm-hmm. from, from people that don't, doesn't even matter who they were. Like they, they were average at, at best. And I can just remember thinking, God, I don't know if I can do this. Like I I'd, I'd sit in the locker room sometimes or in the wrestling room after practices and just like, you know, you're, you're thinking of it on such a small scale. Like, how can I do this for five more years? <laughs> Instead of just, you know, taking it day by day, which is a skill you learn, but, um, yeah, but that, that didn't, that didn't last too long. Pretty, pretty soon I was kind of the leader on the team and one of them anyway, and, uh, just kind of kept rising to the occasion, um, working hard to get there. Yeah. You know, following the footsteps, everyone that was helping you get there and it was fun. Yeah. When did you hear about Brock Lesnar? Yeah, Brock, um, it was fun, fun situation. My junior year, uh, we were at the Bison Open in North Dakota at and Fargo at, at, at NDSU. And he was in the tournament um, for Bismarck State or whoever he was at, at junior college with. I think might have been Bismarck State. And obviously we saw him in a singlet and he was in the tournament. We're just like, who the hell is this guy? And I believe, I don't know if he wrestled Shelton Benjamin or if he won the tournament and Shelton got beat by somebody else. Didn't matter. We had him in on a recruiting trip. The next, either the, like the, the bison was on a Saturday Mm -hmm. and we had him on a recruiting trip on Sunday or Monday. (laughs) And, you know, we, I can remember taking him to a couple places and, um, yeah, he, he was, he was, he was interesting when he first got there, man. Yeah. So yeah, back in 1998, um, and then he came in and was, uh, our head was wrestled when I was a senior for one year and we lived together for a couple of years and mm-hmm. yeah, it was an interesting find and what a monster, right? Yeah. What, what was it like wrestling him in practice? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Uh, protect it was kind of like just protect yourself <laughs> so strong and so powerful right mm-hmm. he he wasn't the world's best wrestler he didn't have all the the technical things that um some other guys might have but just mm-hmm. the power um was crazy but you know he yeah. he was new to the new to that level as well so you know, if, if you could get him to wrestle for a half hour or so, you start getting him a little bit tired. It was a little <laughs> easier, but man, he's a strong dude. Yeah. Um, well, going back to you and like, you know, you lost 18 or whatever times your freshman year, you lost three the rest of the way. You know, one of them, you know, you were um, your fresh sophomore year, I mean, at nationals. How tough was that? You know, because you probably were on a mission to win a yeah. You know, you know how it goes though, man. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, I'm coming off an 18 loss season was two and two at the NCAAs hadn't placed yet. Then I find myself in the semifinals. I think I was ranked third that year against the returning champ from Oklahoma, Kading. Um, it was probably, I mean, you know, the classic, I, probably didn't think I could be in that moment until I was in that moment. 
mm-hmm. and probably didn't even think I could win that match until I could win that match. And it just, I was a step behind, ended up getting beat in the semis, came back and took third. And that was really the chain game changer. Uh, Full Heart won it that year, who I had beaten twice that year already. Um, you know, so as you as you come up through a season like that, I think I was going into the um, national tournament. I was uh, only had one loss, but you just you it's hard to take that monster jump from two and two to to win a championship, and that I I probably experienced that firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, a, as I think back, it just, I was probably just a, a little bit happy with getting to where I was at that moment and not um, capitalizing on, on winning. Well, how did you make the jump from two and two to third place though? Even, I mean, that's even a monster jump in and of itself. Yeah, I, I just, just, you know, you just, it just started to click. Um all the guys around me were, you know, were helping and pushing and guiding, but it just, it just kind of my, um, I started catching up with my body. I mean, I went, I went from about 160 pounds when I left high school into a 77 pounder when the weights were different mm-hmm. and then into a 90 pounder. Um, these, this is year. So I just was growing like crazy. And I, um, you know, was catching up to the strength level of that size. And then once I just kind of filled into that spot and, um, you know, my, my skills continued to develop, it just kind of fit. It was, it was a unique scenario. It really Mm -hmm. was to, to, if you, if you ask some of the guys that came in and even the coaches will comment and on occasion (laughs) on once, you know, as a freshman, when I was there getting beat up by some dudes, man, that I should not have got getting beat up by. Cause I was just trying to figure it out. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they'd all tell you, they, they probably want to bet that it was going to work out very well, but then wow. it just, kinda, just kind of happened. It's a unique story because most mm-hmm. of the time, especially nowadays, um, you know, you don't, you don't see, it, it doesn't, it's still happening, but you don't, you don't see it or hear it as much. I don't think the development part, right. The guys that are coming in now, man, they're ready. Right. Yeah. I've been amazed watching the sport on, you know, there's just so many, so many occasions where a freshman will, Dustin Slater would be one. Yeah. Um, uh, Nolf would be one. Or no, actually it was uh Martinez from Illinois, it's like mm. this dude might never lose a match. I mean, this and then the first match, like it might not one of the first matches the next year, Nolf beats him. Yeah. Nolf's a freshman. So it's just like it's crazy. <laughs> the amount of matches these guys uh have wrestled coming into the sport, coming into college now, and how ready they are to win right away. I mean, that's just that's like the reverse of my story, <laughs> right? Right. I was so far away from anything and that just, you hit a, you hit a, a little spurt of time and development and, and, um, commitment to a sport that I had never made before. And it just all kind of came together, but man, these guys today are crazy. It's fun to watch, but yeah. even kids, you watch these kids wrestle. It's like, wow, they, they just know so much. Mm-hmm. And That's you know, cool. there's a balance there too. Because there's a lot of kids that you see that I'm I'm uh, some of them through my program and through the programs in Minnesota here where 
um, they're, they're, they, they're doing a lot and they win a lot and they're, but they, they peter out a little bit. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. You, it's a, it's a unique, uh, it's a unique concept to, to do it the right way and keep a kid motivated. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to balance that as a dad, you know, um, we're, we're, we're kind of, my wife does a really good job of keeping the brakes on mm-hmm. and not letting us get too crazy. Um, you know, so it's kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah. When did you, um, you know, what made you keep coming back to the sport? You said you kind of struggled a little bit, your red shirt year and, and also your freshman year, just getting beat and get beat by people you thought you shouldn't get beat by what, what made you, you know, stick around? Well, you know, it was, I, again, it probably, if you look back at my career, in wrestling in particular, um, I didn't, I, I, I was not, I didn't win all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I knew how to lose. I, I had taken some beatings, mm-hmm. um, never liked losing. So that was always there, but, um, I think it was just the process and, and, um, trusting in, um, this, the coaching staff and the partners that I had, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it was just one of those, I can, I can specifically remember questioning myself a lot, especially early on in that first season, first three, four months, especially, and just wondering if I could do it. It was just all, almost like a challenge to myself. Like, can I do this? And then you just start telling yourself you can. And um, just when you start seeing that progress, man, um, it's fun to watch yourself improve and, and, keep climbing the ladder and it, it's a lot different once you get up there. Yeah. Everybody will, I know a lot of people have talked about it, but um, the, 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 the climb to the top, in my opinion, is way better than trying to hang on to it, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and I, I ran into that a little bit after college. Cause I, I stayed, I stayed at the university of Minnesota and, did some grad assistant work up there with them and continued to train for five years. So I graduated in 99. So I tried the 2000 and then the 2004 Olympic cycle. And, you know, my best season was Oh two. When I made the world team had a great, uh, you know, probably 13, 14 months leading into Oh two. I was runner up in 03 and then runner up in 04, but I I do remember f- starting to feel uh a little worn out. Mm-hmm. Not not uh, my not from an age standpoint, but just from a I just was getting a little bit stale and kind of looking for the next uh you know chapter, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting as you play through it uh, how you kind of look back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah interesting yeah you, you know, know in oh in two it kind it it not kind of it did suck we 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 trained all summer and then in the fall when we were supposed to go to tehran for the world championships that was kind of heavy time with the al-qaeda and and we got a threat and the u.s uh, we didn't go Literally a couple days, might have been the day before we were supposed to leave, the State Department said, hey, uh, you guys aren't going. So you didn't go to Worlds. Didn't go, man. And you made the World Team. Yeah. And that was the was that the only time you made the World Team? That was the only one. Yep. 
Wow. Yeah. How'd you handle that? That well, be... yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that was going to happen. It, it had been talked about. Yeah. You know, it, it, I don't know that it, I don't know that we'd ever missed one before that. I'm sure we have for some, I'm not sure, but um, you know, it just kind of seemed like it was going to be fine. And um, literally I think it was the day before we were going to leave. They, they said, Hey, you guys aren't going. So that kind of sucked, but yeah, I, 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 there was some other guys on our, on the team. I, I remember um, Stephen Abbas, I think was one of them that they, they, you know, took it a lot harder than I did. Um, they were trying to go without the Federation support. Like, and I wasn't in that type of, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to go or not. <laughs> so I, I was, I was looking forward to it. I've, I've heard great things yeah. about wrestling there and that country is crazy. Just like a few other ones. So I would have liked to have gone, but didn't work out. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. I, I kind of forgot about that. that we didn't I don't go know of any other ones that we have not gone to. Right. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Dang. Well, um, that, you know, that also kind of sucks when you're talking about basically when you felt your best was Oh two, do you say Oh two and Oh three? Yeah. Oh two, Oh one. I did pretty Oh two, Oh three, even Oh four. I was still right up there. I was, mm -hmm. um, the alternate to Cormier, but, um, you know, but that that's a whole nother story, man. Freestyle. Holy Christ. Even after college, I, I, um, you know, it took another two, almost two years for me to get back to the top of that, of that freestyle world. So, Man. cause I just didn't, you know, I didn't grow up wrestling much freestyle and yeah. Um, like a lot of other people did. I went to the junior nationals one time as a senior, you know, didn't do the circuit like a lot of kids did. And yeah. Thanks. So almost, so you got to the top, so, you know, you, you reached the pinnacle, you win two NCAA titles and then, you sort of have to start from the bottom again. You kind of get knocked all the way back down, to the, you know? Yeah, 99, like 99, I, I did go to the world or to the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. got beat up by a lot of the veterans that were there at the time. Uh, 2000, I got hurt, but wasn't ready. Oh, mm -hmm. one, I think I placed seventh, which is quite a ways down the ladder. And then I won in 02 and was runner up in 03 and 04. Wow. So. It was interesting, fun, yeah. fun, fun to climb those ladders, man. But yeah, um, the the nice thing about pretty maybe the thing I'm most proud of is I don't I don't wish I could I I don't wish for any of it over, man. Like I I just I wouldn't want to go back and do that <laughs> shit again. I just wouldn't. <laughs> I attacked it as best I could, and I'm I'm proud of what I did and how I did it. And I, I just oh, that was a that was a that was a lot of work. It was it was fun and rewarding, but. I um I enjoy coaching now and just watching other kids do the work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You know, um I a lot of times I like to get people to to reflect positively, you know, on their career because sometimes it's hard to when you don't reach your goals, you know, when you have these high goals and you work so hard and you don't quite reach them and you have the that margin, now. The margin between somebody that will tell you how well they did or what they did and the margin between a lot of the guys that I was on a team with that didn't quite get there. And we all pretty much did the same work. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a finicky little thing. You know, I, 
I've my son and my kids and my some of my um, wrestlers at Stillwater and and different kids that I've worked with ask me about it all the time mm-hmm. um, about how close you were to winning three uh, national titles in college. And I said, yeah, but I was also very close to winning zero. You know, like I could have won as a sophomore in mm-hmm. hindsight. It was it was right there for me. But then I went in uh, in. Um, overtime as a junior and basically overtime as a senior. So, I mean, you start, it's just such a, you know, it's in a lot of, a lot of careers, it's, it's such a small little window between being looked at as a success and, and not really being remembered. And it's sad sometimes, but that's, that's the world of sports, man. Yeah. Is the world of sports. And that's, it's a crazy, crazy part of it. Yeah. You know, um, between your junior and senior year, the weights changed. You know, we talk about weights being different, you know, went from 190 to 197. Actually, uh, th- this is interesting. It was in the uh, it was in the mid season of my junior year. No kidding. Christmas time in 1998. Um, and in fact, you you'd have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure it's the only time that this happened too. um. It was you. You remember back in ninety eight, Christmas time around ninety eight, that three wrestlers lost their life uh, due to weight cutting. Their their core temperature got up, and they they basically had heart attacks or heart failure. And there's I I don't know if anyone ever figured out exactly what was happening, but basically guys cutting a ton of weight. In using sauna, sauna suits, and their hearts, they had heart problems. So, middle of that season, sometime in late December, early January, they raised the weight classes uh, seven pounds. And then they've stayed there. They stayed there since. But hmm. that season, um, they took away all the, the night before weigh ins, which was a good thing, right? Right. Having people cut all that weight, weigh in, and then, and then, um, try to rehydrate and all. it's, it's, it's in my opinion, made the sport better, mm-hmm. but that year at the NCAA tournament, they did one weigh in. Wow. We weighed in. I, I doubt it was Wednesday night, but I think we weighed in Thursday morning and then mm-hmm. that was it. there was no more weigh-ins that year only. And the guy that I wrestled from Edinburgh was a big dude. <laughs> like I, I was not a big 90, I was not a big 90 pounder. I didn't want, I wouldn't have wanted the weights to go to 97 at all. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I wrestled him, you sh- if you ever get a chance to watch that match, you, you'll be like, holy Christ, this guy's huge compared to me. <laughs> it was probably because he weighed too. Wow. Yeah. Cause you only had, we only had one way in that year. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Ooh, that throws a wrench into things. And yeah. that, yeah. So, because I was going to ask if that, if you think that jump maybe helped you, but it sounds like it almost did the reverse. It, it didn't. And then I, I faced a very similar situation um, when I graduated college. Then in '99, the weight stayed up, and I got a little bigger. It was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, strength, my strength wasn't in size. Really, didn't bother me much. But mm-hmm. then when I got out of college, I was right in the middle of where do I go next? Because I'm only, mm-hmm. you know, I'm probably 210 at the most in the off season. Um, so it was either go down to 84 or go up to 213. 
and the guy's coming down to 213 we're 230 you saw i i went to 84 for a year Oof. because of it miserable life yeah <laughs> you know that whole weight cutting idea but so then after that um would have been after the 2000 uh olympic cycle mm-hmm. I made the decision to try to get bigger and uh, go up to 213 which was a good decision for me but yeah so i was kind of stuck and then that's happening to a lot of wrestlers today yeah especially olympic years non-olympic years the different what's it go from 10 to 7 10 to 6 right yeah on an olympic i don't know whatever it is but it's it's crazy to uh yeah it's, it's kind of crazy there's a lot that goes into it right right it can fit your you can be just have everything kind of work for you and then you got a lot of guys either trying to get way bigger or way smaller it's it's it, what a shitty sport sometimes i know yeah. <laughs> the stuff guys go through man's crazy it's it's good for you it teaches you a lot of things but man yeah um i like yeah. playing baseball yes oh yeah you know some of those guys as as an, as, as unathletic as they look it's kind of funny <laughs> that's why i love it that's yeah, why I love it. Yes. It's on a, and sometimes like it humbles you so bad. You go five for five. One day you go over five with a couple yeah. strikeouts. And they say, and you're like, Oh my gosh, it is a unique sport that way. I'm, I'm trying to help my son all the time. Cause he, uh, just doesn't understand that you're going to strike out and you're going to have games where you just don't get hits and it bothers him. But that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's part of the fun. Yeah. Um, you know, that all four year, you, you, talked about where you got second, you know, but you helped a, um, an Olympic teammate, I should say, um, in kale, you were yeah. time wrestling with him. Did, did you, did you sort of hook up with him also because he knew he had to wrestle full heart? No, I, it was, it was really just, he was a weight below me and I was, I was a weight above him and, and, um, uh, was just good workout partners at training camps and, and, uh, um, shortly after college, we would go down to Ames. Uh, some of the uh, Minnesota Storm guys that were training mm-hmm. would go down to Ames and train with them, and they'd come up to Minnesota and train with us. So it was just a, you know, um, just a means to use each other to get better, really. Yeah. So, which played into another uni- unique situation. Um, you know, the, when I went to Iowa to coach was Zaleski and Steiner um, coached there for two years and then got let go or Jim got fired from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Same day, Bobby Douglas resigned at Iowa state. Kale took over and he, he hired me or called me to see if I wanted to come coach with them. The same day that we got, <laughs> let go. literally, I think I was out of a job for about, six hours <laughs> but you know my my association or my time with kale and the relationship that we had built opened up that avenue too which is you know all sports play out this way but the networking and 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 uh associations that you make with all the people in in any sport but in wrestling is it's right been, it's really been unique it's been fun yeah yeah um going back to a little bit in your college days again, um, in 99, it all came down to Brock Lesnar. You know, I think he was wrestling Stefan Neal. Did he you was. guys, did you guys know that, that, you know, were you aware of the team race that it was, yeah. was it? Yeah. We were, we were aware going into the, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Iowa had before us, but when it got down to Egham at 
at 77. We had three Minnesota had three guys in the finals, Egum, yep. me, and Brock, all three in a row. And we were down by six. So two of us had to win. Mm-hmm. Or one of us had to get a pin or something to tie, whatever. Well, Egum lost to Sanderson. I beat Full Heart and then Brock lost to Neil. So um yeah, that's a crazy that that that's that's still one of my like all-time memories of college and and just sports in general the emotions of that tournament and um it's probably different for whoever's eyes you're looking through Mm -hmm. but for minnesota who had been climbing and climbing and searching for their first championship and um the amount of time and energy that me and my classmates and and a few other classes below me were putting into trying to make that a reality um, and, and the way that our our career unfolded, we 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 um, had beaten Iowa that year in the Big Ten, which they had won 25 Big Ten titles in a row. And it just felt like this was our year, man. This this mm-hmm. was going to happen. And uh, to fall two points short, it was brutal. Oh, it was it was brutal. But, um, you know, fun, super fun. Um fun to be a part of uh, a program that was on the rise and, and, and to look back at the history of what they were able to do over that. Oh, really? 97 to 2007. Yeah. They had some fun years in there and to be a part of the growth and the, you know, spawning of that era was, uh, was fun to look back on. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) so to have that much heartbreak, all right. But then you're a part of the team a few years later, you yeah. know, it almost seemed like fate at that point, you know, where unique, you go in 2001. Unique to be in Iowa city and right. not have not have any finalists and to still be the only team with 10 all Americans, which, you know, I, it, yeah, just crazy. It was fun. I mean, that's, that's a unique thing too. And um, tons of memories. And all like what what was it about that team or that tournament? I mean, that just everyone, I don't know. Just it, it's it's remarkable. There's a reason, you know, there there's a reason that it that it doesn't happen very often, or in this case, one time. Right. Just so many, I mean, with 10 guys or 10 weight classes and the the uh five matches, six, seven, eight matches that a guy would have to wrestle in that tournament to place and and to continue to help their team without getting hurt. Um, you know, hardly any team that that has 10 guys in that tournament goes the entire tournament without an injury. You know, it's just it's just such a unique thing. I, I don't know what what, you know, it, if if you look at it, you'd probably have to say what a freaking lucky thing <laughs> that nobody sprained an ankle, you know, tweaked a knee. Um we had quite a few, I mean, at least four guys, I think, that weren't seated in the top eight. Um, so, I mean, you start just looking at the odds of that happening, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, and, you know, you, you kind of said a little bit of luck goes into it, and you're right. Um, you know, sometimes my dad always talks about stay on the front side as long as possible. <laughs> it, doesn't get easier, man. it does not get easier on the backside. <laughs> no way. No, you never know who's going to drop back. You know, there's upsets galore on the front side. So if you go to the backside early, man, you don't know who you're about to get. Yeah, you have no clue. That's, 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 uh, yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah. You know, and just, just to also like, you know, like we said, win it at Carver. I mean, it, as much as it sucked in, in 99, you know, come back in 2001. Well, even uh, dude, even within that tournament, I can remember how depressing we had six semifinalists. Wow. Which is a great, a great team, a great run. Right. You went Owen fricking six. We lost every one of them. And uh, I can remember the last one was Garrett Lowney in the, uh, against uh, Lockhart, I think from Illinois and classic heavyweight or Lowney fashion came down to overtime and Mm -hmm. the coin was rolling around and I shit you not. It was, it was starting to go our color and it just went bloop (laughs) and flipped over. Like somebody just, it was amazing. We're like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) And then uh, he lost Owen six and it just felt like the, the, the gas was, you know, you just were done. Um, But then everybody stormed back and uniquely, I don't know how much it plays into it or if it does at all, but if you remember, that was the first, maybe only year that they started the medal rounds at eight in the morning because ESPN, that was the first time I think they agreed to air the finals live, but they would only give us a noon start time. Do you remember that? No. So we were up. We were up on that Saturday morning, like at six in the morning to go way in and get guys going. And so that, that NCAA tournament was done by like 2 PM. (laughs) Then I don't remember which city it was, but we got out of Iowa city Mm -hmm. and started to head up. I don't know. It was still in Iowa though. I'd be guessing where we stopped and Mm kind of partied, so to speak that night. I remember a few of our guys were running around the, the local establishment with the trophy in their hand. <laughs> it was interesting. Dude, yeah, that just had to be just amazing feeling. And we, some people, you know, we kind of forget the next year you guys went back to back. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like you're saying, go to the top of the mountain, but then you stayed there. I mean, that is the amazing feat again, you know, Jay, the more you think about Robinson's career too, I, I didn't, I don't, know the history as well back before I got there. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, coming from Iowa, he wrestled at Oklahoma State, but he coached underneath Gable for a long time. And he had some teams, he had some teams uh, at Minnesota that were ranked number one during the season. So like he had he had made he had made some little surges, but they kind of I mean the what I would always hear is they all choked or flopped. Right yeah trained or or what there was so many things that they said but i mean he was he had made these little these little surges but they just didn't pan out and then um starting with 97 97 was the first year we we jumped into the top three and then 98 99 we were second second and then i think you know in 2000 we jumped back to third and then first first in 0102 and then stayed up there. Right. And won again in 07. But um yeah. Interesting. Dang. Well, um, did you know, you know, when you won, you went back to back. All right. You were the first gopher I saw in, in over 50 years. Yeah, Vern Gagne. I don't know if you remember the word the name Vern Gagne, but Mm-mm, no. As a professional well, 
two-time national champ at Minnesota, I think 50 and 51. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was a big time uh, WW. Well, back then, I think it was called AWA. But WWE or WWF, whatever. (laughs) He was was kind of like the founder of the AWA, which really professional wrestling has a lot of roots in Minneapolis. Yeah. Vern Gagne was one of those uh, founders type of a guy who I got to meet, took a picture with him. Um, He wrote on a little, this was back early in my career, wrote on a little picture that said we'd have made a hell of a tag team. It's kind of cool (laughs) because he's passed since, Mm -hmm. Um, which, yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. So since in, in like 50 years, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, that made me think of uh, Jesse Van Jesse Ventura, isn't he uh governor or was or something? And he yeah, was he was. Yep. And he was, he was big into professional wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, that was right during my career as well. That was, that was kind of fun. He actually yeah. made a video for or to me um, <laughs> out of the governor's office, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, did you ever think about going down that path? No, no, <laughs> I, I, I had talked about it a little bit. Um, with when Lesnar was getting in Agum and a couple of us that were hanging around a little bit um, would be around when Brock would, would meet with his uh, the guys that were trying to get him in. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know. I just, no, it just didn't really didn't ever resonate, I guess. Yeah. It's unique, nope. though, man. It's crazy. That world. Holy true cripes. Right. I- the fact that that can even be a thing. <laughs> amazing, right? I just, yeah, crazy man. Yeah. Uh, how did you? Why? Why did you get out of college coaching? Just kind of curious on that. Yeah. Um. Pretty much, didn't want to travel as much. Didn't want to yeah. move away from uh, the Midwest or away from uh, Minnesota. Me and my wife had gotten married in 07 while I was at Iowa State. We had our first child on the way, and really wanted to be back in the Minneapolis, Wisconsin area around family. I just didn't want to travel. I didn't want that lifestyle for the most part. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of always knew that. Um, and that's just kind of when we, you know, started kind of started our family. So, yeah. And so how'd you end up at Stillwater? Um, to be honest, this is about dead center in between my parents an hour and 10 minutes in Wisconsin and her parents down in Southern Minnesota. So that's, that's exactly why we landed in this, yeah. in this area. Yeah. How, how'd you meet as, as we started to have kids and um, I got into teaching, which I didn't do right away. Um, it started to uh, make sense to, to try to get into some coaching and, Kind of the rest is history from from this side of it. But we're looking forward to my son's going to be a seventh grader. Um, so his, you know, he he's technically he's not ready yet, but he's technically would be eligible in Minnesota to start wrestling varsity mm-hmm. stuff. He's probably not quite there yet, but um, him and his buddies in our in our little area, um, uh, good group of kids, man. It like it's it's exciting. It's going to be a fun run here the next six years. 
to see what this group can do and and having my son be part of that and being uh being the coach it should be kind of fun yeah yeah we also i don't know if you've heard this or not but we also i mean the the names that i that i could that i we we have i think i think we have 12 ex golfers that wrestlers <laughs> that live in this in this uh community yeah and they're all with kid with boys and, and wrestlers and so um it, it's gonna it's 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 gonna be fun gonna yeah be fun. It's gonna yeah. be a little reunion. It's gonna be like a yeah. flashback. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Yeah. How did you end up teaching? Did you was like like did you? Uh, excuse me. Is that what you got your degree in? No. No. Um. Got, got my degree in sports management. Um. My, my master's in uh, uh, sports administration, and then um. As I think back, kind of boneheaded, got out of college coaching without really a plan. Just kind of, ah, we'll find something. And then um, got into a medical device job for a little while, right when my first child was born. And that was a pain in the ass. So got out of that and then just started thinking about, uh, you know, what would make the most sense with with a family that, that we were just starting. and. Um, I fast tracked a teacher's license uh, in Minnesota here, which was a crappy process, but I did it. And um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't tell you that I love teaching probably, but it's, 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 it's a good lifestyle for with, with the air, with the, um, you know, the realm of the ages of my kids and mm-hmm. summers off and being able to do the things that uh, we want to do with our kids and with our families. Uh, it makes, it's kind of a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, why teaching then? Like what even made you decide like, Hey, I should, uh, maybe should become a teacher. And what kind of teacher are you? What do you I, I, I got a health, a health FIAD and a oh, developmental okay. adapted FIAD license. Okay. So, um, and I've done all levels, mostly high school before I moved to Stillwater, but, uh, I, I did elementary for a year, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing, um, uh, middle school the past six years okay. but then next year i'm gonna be heading up to the high school again so i'll be back all in the right. high school. yep all right and yeah why did you even decide teaching out of everything well, that you could you know just really because it fit it fit what my kids' schedule was gonna be mm-hmm. you know um being able to have 11 or 12 weeks off in the summer to do all the things that that we do during the summer and then just the day-to-day life of our kids being uh students it just just fits my wife's my wife did in in in-home daycare while our kids were young Mm -hmm. now she's a substitute teacher so our schedule basically mimics our kids schedules and it just makes for uh it it aligns with how we kind of wanted to do it yeah so yeah and so just real quick, going back to getting out of coaching, what, were you at Iowa State with Kale, and then Kale left for Penn State, and that's when you he he stayed. Uh, he would have stayed one more year. Okay. So I got out. I coached. Uh, I coached at Iowa State oh seven and oh eight. Okay. He finished in oh nine before he left. So I got out one year before he left for Penn State. Gotcha. And at that time, you just like, but were you traveling a lot at that time or like, well, I guess, 
Yeah, just you know, it it's it's a busy life, man. It's, yeah. a, it's a busy life, and 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 um, I, I don't know. It's tough to explain. Um, we we I've I've talked to uh, some other coaches that are even still in coaching, and it was kind of like every day. Most of the time, your practices are like at three p.m. Right. Right. Every day at like two fifteen, I would get exhaustedly tired. And just be like, oh, shit, we got to go to practice again. And it it just, I, I don't know, it it just felt kind of like it had run its course a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I was, I, I feel like I, if I had stayed with it, I could have, I, I was doing well at it. But it just, I don't know, mm-hmm. just was starting to lose a little bit of, uh, of my motivation, maybe. Yeah. Did you like step away from the sport then for a little bit? Did you just like, Hey, you know, I just need a break from wrestling. I I did, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the sport itself. It was just that lifestyle of, you know, the, 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 it's the same in high school. It's just a whole different level um, where the minute I, I can always remember not loving this. And it was the same as an athlete, kind of, you know, you win, you win your championship and, and, and you almost expect like, it's going to be life is over and, and it's not. And and now the next day you're like, well, what the hell do I do now? So it's always this quest. Same thing with college coaching, man. Like you'd get done with your season. Like in, when I was at Iowa state, even we we'd taken second and it was a great season, but right away you're back into recruiting. You're back into, it just like, it doesn't ever end. And that's, that's life in general. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I fully understood that at that moment. Um, Cause it's the same now. And, but it's, you know, this is just, it's a way more laid back. A um, lot more downtime. Um, I can remember talking with Kale, even with Zaleski, even with Robinson and, and, uh, and Morgan and those guys at Minnesota. Um, and, and this is probably more my personality than anything. There's plenty of time to take off, but, my mind never wanted to, or wasn't okay with it. Like, cause you could be recruiting or you could be trying to help guys or you could. And it was just this, it's like, it, it just didn't sit well that I never could get away from it very well. Hmm. So, but it's the same, I'm dealing with the same shit now. So I don't, yeah. <laughs> not, nothing's fixed. If you want to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, just different. it's just different. No, that's good insight. You know, like it just kind of eat up at you. It's like, you know, as an athlete too, you know, Hey, I'm sleeping. Somebody else is working. Hey, I'm doing this and somebody else is recruiting. And, and it's just, yeah, like you said, it's just never ending. It sure. seems like. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, and, and that, that's a, that's a, that's a learning thing in life too, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, I, in I no doubt have some OCD or ADHD or, um, and I just, I have to constantly tell myself that tomorrow's a new day and, um, take one day at a time. (laughs) You just start chunking too many things ahead and it's like overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm, 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 I'm glad with, uh, that the, the nice thing so far, and, and I, I, I hope this continues is, you know, I've, I've made some big decisions, I suppose people would say, and getting out of college coaching and, uh, and stuff like that. But I, I have not regretted one, one thing that I have done so far, which is good. Like I, I don't, I miss it, but mainly like 
during the, the Big Tens and Nationals time of the year, which is always the fun time of the year. But the grind the other 10 months, uh, you know, just was was uh, wasn't for me, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. And I you hear athletes all the time talk about that, you know, like football players, you know, you know, I live for Sundays, but I don't like the yeah. Monday through Saturday, you know, the preparation it, to get to Sunday. It takes its toll, man. And there, there are some I mean, it's amazing. Tons of credit for guys that can do it for a long, long time. Right. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to teach uh, forever either, man. Yeah. I, 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 it fits my schedule and my kids' schedule right now. But I could see myself when my kids are, um, you know, six, seven years from now, out of high school, trying to find something else to do. Right on. Maybe see back what? into coaching. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! I'll tell you one thing that has happened is my body is shot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I should admit this on, on video or not, but like I tweak my neck all the time after showering, like drying my hair, like too violently, like too, and I'm like, Oh crap, my, my neck, my back. It's like, Oh my God. Um, my body is falling apart slowly. I'm sure a lot of people will tell you that, but, um, I, I can, I, um, have had some, I have had shoulder surgery. I, I had some injections in my spine. I got some bulging discs. I got Ooh. some purple tunnel that I got to get fixed because my hands are numb all the time. So, dude, Russ, even wrestling in a high school room, I barely do it because really? I'll, I'll pay for it. I mean, I'll yeah. I'll end up like won't be able to turn my neck. For it. <laughs> and it's just I, I enjoy it still, but man, mm. I got to be super careful because it's just my body shot. Yeah, I remember um, listening to a story like Matt McDonough when he was in college, like Terry Brands every once in a while would wrestle with him and it would take him like half an hour at least to warm up, <laughs> you know, like as opposed to before when you're just like, all right, I'm ready to go. You just roll in ready to go or whatever. But, you know, for sure. I, I, I still enjoy working out hard. Yeah. Once I get into it. But Jesus, getting into it is so hard. Yeah. Like half the time I don't because of that. But if I can get a good sweat going. Um, and get my body warmed up. I still enjoy pushing myself some days. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Tim Hartung, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. Don't forget, check out my website, letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. We'll see you next time.